In this episode of Titans of Now, we interview the one and only Andrew AJB Barnes, face of the developer program at ServiceNow, organizer of the Dev MVP program, host of the Live Code Happy Hour. Titans of Now reaches a wide audience of ServiceNow admins, devs, architects, and product owners. So check out the description below for sponsorship opportunities. If you want to know what I'm up to, check out VividCharts. VividCharts is a visualization and storytelling platform built on ServiceNow. Stop exporting data off-platform to get the aesthetic control and experiences that you want. Hey everyone, welcome back to Titans of ServiceNow. So good to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have an undisputed Titan. Anyone who takes ServiceNow development seriously will already know his name because he is the face of the ServiceNow developer program. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Andrew Barnes. Hey, Andrew. Oh, hey. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks so much for being on at the last minute. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> yeah, so I asked Andrew tonight, I'm like, when are you going to get on to Titans? And he's like, how about now? So here we are. As always, we like to start at the beginning. So why don't you tell the audience kind of how you got your start with ServiceNow? So uh, six years ago, so 2014, I was running enterprise applications for NC State University, and we were looking to replace one of those applications with a newer version uh, because the, the person who had run it, it was a remedy system. It was super customized for 15 years and was held together by sheer will of that person. And I said, if my group's going to take that over, we're going to have to, you know, move this thing up into, it, it was great the way it was, but we needed to, to look at uh, what's going on out there in the, the world new. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I went to Knowledge14 uh, as a prospective customer. We evaluated some other products. My team at NC State, we decided on ServiceNow. And I got so inspired by ServiceNow that I got rid of every everything else responsibility-wise and just focused on ServiceNow. Uh, so that's how I got my start. What was the thing that clinched it for you? Ooh, the clincher, the developer program. So the ServiceNow developers uh, that I met at Knowledge14, the community, both the the actual online community.servicenow.com, but but more importantly, the actual community of folks around it mm -hmm. uh, was just a, a vibrant and very connected and excited community about their product. So that cinched it even more than the product itself was the excitement of the community for their product. I, I was about to say I remember that, but it's like anybody who's been in it for two days would remember it too because it's still going strong at least in my mind it is yeah i mean it, it's definitely still going strong i mean the ServiceNow developer community and just community in general is a is a very positive community uh it's a pleasure to be a part of folks who are always looking to improve themselves and help others and engage and connect and share and collaborate and that's that's just my favorite bit of the ServiceNow ecosystem is is its community. So there's a lot of people that look up to you because you're like an apex dev in the ServiceNow space. I wonder if you could tell us about one of your projects on ServiceNow that even you were like, wow, that was so awesome that I could do that. Ooh, an awesome project. So I've got this thing about thinking about past stuff mm -hmm. um, as a developer that's just a, a, a mental space for me is that Everything that I have done was easy because it's done. <laughs> I completed it. It was easy. The hard stuff is the stuff I haven't yet solved. 
So everything that I have done was easy, no matter how hard it was at the time, as soon as it's completed, it's, it's now easy in my brain. So Hmm. whenever you ask a question uh, like that, it's hard for me to think of one that is uh, like that, but I didn't say hard. I said, cool. Oh, but a cool <laughs> sort of applies the same way to me. Like, uh-huh. it's not cool. It's it's done. It's easy. But the coolest thing was uh, an an ITSM implementation that I did for a energy company that was deploying smart meters that they're Wi-Fi interconnected in a mesh network, and they were running uh, ServiceNow. They brought in ServiceNow to run the operations of all of those smart meters. And that was just the coolest thing was working with all of those millions of smart meters across all the homes in multiple states and the operations to monitor, maintain, and deploy those smart meters was using the ITSM management suite, um, but in a different way than, you know, you would traditionally think about it because it wasn't in the IT department. I love those stories where it goes beyond just internal support scale and really hits the commercial operation scale. They're inspiring stories, but they're infrequent. But I'm hoping that the future, especially when they have stuff like CSM, all that IoT stuff coming in, I'm hoping to see a lot more of those stories than internal support. Yeah. I, I can see that. There's lots of cool stuff you can do with this platform. Like I like nearly anything I touch in the platform is just just fun to work with. Mm-hmm. And thinking of weird and interesting and fun things to do with it uh, is part of my job, which is why my job's so much fun. And speaking of your job, like for on the off chance that there's people listening who who don't know who you are, how should somebody know you? Sure. So I'm part of the developer program. Uh, which is developer.servicenow.com. So we provide the instances, the API documentation, the developer training and guides for developers on our platform. That's a a large part of our program. On that site uh, is our developer blog. And I, along with my friends at ServiceNow, we write those blogs. um, And then I maintain our YouTube presence. So the ServiceNow Dev Program YouTube, uh, where we do static videos that are, you know, pre-recorded. And then my favorite thing is Live Code Happy Hour, which is our completely unscripted, unprepared, just doing live development on Fridays, typically for an hour every week. Uh, and it is so much fun mm-hmm. um, because doing a polished demo is, it's nice to see the art of the possible with a polished demo, but that doesn't really help a developer make a thing. Right. And so that's what we do with that show is show you how you can make a polished demo, like the roadblocks that you hit and how to work through them and showing that uh, no matter how you good it good you get at this, you can still make mistakes. Everyone will make mistakes and showing, you know, top tier developers make mistakes, get through it and how they approach that and that we're comfortable showing things that we don't know Mm -hmm. is why I do that show. If you're listening in and you haven't heard of any of these resources, uh, you are going to be shocked at the quantity of material 
that is available to you. We are going to have all the links in the description, so please check down there after the show. Like, I use all of it. I use the stuff that's up on the dev site, the developer instance site, big fan of Live Coding Happy Hour. As a matter of fact, Live Coding Happy Hour is what took me from thinking, remember when Flow Designer first came out? I do. And... At least the pitches I was in was like, oh, it's easier to look at than normal workflow. And now your citizen developers can, you know, put together their own workflows. And I was like, first of all, I mean, we could probably have a nice little debate about how good an idea citizen developer is. But I thought this isn't going to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> like, this is just kind of like a lightweight workflow engine. Is that all this is? But then I tuned into a live coding happy hour to see you and Dave Slusher build really complicated things on live coding happy hour with flow designer really really made me come to jesus on that one for sure so thank you for that oh you're most welcome um it, it has been a journey with that product as it was is with any product so mm -hmm. yeah you know, flow designer when it was first released was you know definitely not fully featured uh because nobody wants to wait three years for a thing to be fully featured before you release it that's right not how the world runs you get that minimal viable out there and then you get feedback so that you can make a better product. Ain't that the and, truth, right? And so, you know, it's it's definitely incremental. Hilariously, this week right now, we are featuring Flow Designer on the developer blog. Uh, so all of our blogs this week will be about Paris features for Flow Designer. And they're very incremental changes at this stage. So they're, you know, quality of life improvements and incremental improvements now. Um, there's not huge, big new features for Flow Designer. There's some in Integration Hub, but Flow Designer is sort of entering into that polishing stage. Would you say that Flow Designer is now, has parity with the old workflow or are they fun are they kind of two different things that have a lot of overlap they are two different things that have a lot of overlap there are just some things that are uh, architecturally difficult to port over to a different methodology mm -hmm. and so there's some things that flow designer does that the old workflow doesn't do uh, and vice versa and there's just some you know architectural differences that make it difficult to bridge some of those gaps, but mainly feature parity there. And, and we're about as close as we're ever gonna get on feature parity. We're doing improvements now uh, mm -hmm. quite a bit to Flow Designer. So we have things you can't do uh, in the old workflow designer for sure. The uh, Some of the things, the loopbacks aren't very easy to design and use in Flow Designer. And uh, in the current art architecture model, that's just gonna stay that way. You know, it's funny, like for having that capability in, in the 12 years I've been doing stuff with workflow, like I think I did one loop back. It was super important that it did, but it was like one use case in, in quite a bit. And there's probably d different ways to do it without necessarily like a literal loop back in flow designer. Like maybe there's just other options to, to work around that kind of use case. There are, and you can design things to, you know, have an equivalence, but there's just not that easy go to line 10 mm -hmm. kind of functionality to it uh, right. to keep the interface in a manner that is designed for a lower, not, not lower skilled, a, a lower, uh, yeah, it's more accessible entry. It's more accessible. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to, you have to make some design decisions. Mm -hmm. I wonder as an insider, if you look at certain features a certain way and say, why haven't more people adopted this? Or why don't more people think about this feature in this way? Yeah, so my role at ServiceNow is to be community-centered. 
And I've always got the voice of the developer in my brain. And that didn't really change from when I wasn't working at ServiceNow to when I started to work at ServiceNow. I, I have been viewing the things um, from the angle of developer and, and that's what they pay me to do. So I, I stay very connected to our community and I keep that perspective of the developer that, you know, the customer or partner developer building on top of our platform. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I keep that viewpoint all the time. But is there any like specific product where you're like, maybe products that the market hasn't caught up yet? Um, there's certainly things that I wish uh, had, you know, more adoption. You, you can see that in that I'll focus blogs on them and highlight them. Uh, so uh, CICD is one of the things that I have put my, uh, my efforts behind because I did a lot of work when I was a customer and implementation partner on automating developer pipelines for ServiceNow developers. And uh, now there is some tooling uh, that came out in Orlando and then enhanced in Paris. Uh, and there's not very much adoption around that. I have a pretty good idea why there isn't, but that's one thing that I that is there. It's usable. The, the toolkit is there, and we just have to start using it to move away from update sets and to move towards source control and automating our development pipeline for ServiceNow development. But that, it's an incremental thing. So, like, I understand why we're not there, but I'm, uh, you know, going to work to get us there. Awesome. Now, earlier you said that the stuff that you accomplish becomes easy thereafter, but I was wondering if maybe you could remember one of those times it was particularly not easy while you were going through it <laughs> and tell us about a time that Andrew Barnes thought, am I, am I going to be able to accomplish this? Am I going to make it? Yes, there is one uh, that jumps to mind. So I was an implementation partner doing development work and I got tasked a thing that was a little daunting, which was integrate with the enterprise message bus Kafka. And to do so, some stringent requirements and timings and, uh, you know, how we were working with that system and, and to do all of this in, uh, to build a Java app to do that and run that on a mid server. And that was a daunting task, you know, having been focused and not done any Java development in my time as a student, uh, hadn't done any Java since then. And to say, build a full-blown enterprise-grade Java app to run for a, a huge customer and to, to do it at, uh, you know, enterprise tier deployment uh, level was that was a challenge. It was difficult to get through this. And some days I banged my head up against the wall and said, can I even do this? And then to get through it is the same way you tackle any problem uh, that's large and daunting is you make a little bit of progress every time you walk up to it. So you just chip away at it and, and then in the end, you'll get past that roadblock. Chip away at the stone. Great advice. What features are you most excited about in the uh, in the Paris release? Ooh, what features am I most excited about? You know, I'm a guy who gets excited. I like new bells and whistles. I like new features. I like enhancements. And uh, so the early release time, which is what we're in right now, is one of my favorite times, even though it's one of the times where I have to do the most writing, which... I don't like. So I write a lot of blogs to highlight all the new features. And what is my coolest or most excited uh, feature? It's got to be the ability to use the source control for global apps. 
Um, and the reason I say that is because that has been the, the linchpin behind uh, not being able to, to use source control for all things in ServiceNow um, is, is that capability. And the bonus that came with that was not, uh, is when you deploy from source control, um, it doesn't uninstall and reinstall the app anymore. It just does Delta loading. Uh, and that was a factor of adding in the, the global uh, because you can't uninstall global things. So those, those two things combined, that's definitely my favorite uh, Paris feature for sure. Mine is the process automation builder. That's not the yeah, right term. I mean, if I was towing the party line here, <laughs> that, that would be the feature that, uh, you know, service now wants me to say uh -huh. is process automation designer is the, uh, the most exciting thing dropped in Paris, uh, you know, from a product perspective, but from a developer perspective. Right. No, I was like, asking Andrew Barnes. I wasn't asking yeah. service now. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad you came with your authentic self. I, that's the only way I roll <laughs> my authentic self. Uh, I think that's what helps, uh, you know, maintain my role at ServiceNow in what we do is that we, Brad Tilton and I, our developer program, we speak about these things from the perspective of a developer. We don't, uh, we don't pass along things we don't believe in. Uh, because that hurts everybody. Right. Okay. I'm going to give you the last word here. So I wonder if you have any advice for people who are just starting their journey on service now, or if there is something you wish everybody knew a lot more of, including us grizzled uh, vets, what would that be? Starting out in service now, uh, I've helped a bunch of people uh, get going in service now, and mm -hmm. including now my wife uh, has been listening to me preach about the service now, how good it is, and, and it's wonderful. And and so now after six years uh, working on the platform, uh, she has trained herself up to become a ServiceNow uh, developer and has gotten her first job doing it. And you can do it is, is what I'll say, is the resources are out there on developer.servicenow.com and now learning. Uh, and YouTube and content providers like you and the other developer MVPs um, produce all of the information and content needed to get started and get going and get better and improve your skills in ServiceNow and get into a, a better place than, than wherever you're at right now. Um, and uh, one thing I'll, I'll plug with that is the SN Devs Slack, which I was a uh, user number two there and promoted that and have grown that into the behemoth of uh, more than 7,000 users now that we have there. And uh, so the community is key here uh, with the ServiceNow space. And I, we sort of started with that at the beginning. And so ending with it, I think, is uh, appropriate. This community is great. Reach out to people, read their content, ask questions, share, collaborate, be part of our ecosystem, not just a consumer. That is the truth. And uh, don't worry, all the resources we mentioned, I am going to have links in the description. So be sure to check that out after you watch. Andrew, thanks so much for your time, man. It's been a real honor. Um, it, it's a pleasure to come join you on here. Uh, you're doing just a wonderful show um, highlighting, uh, especially some folks I, I didn't know about that are, seem really awesome. And I want to know them more now. And you, you've started that, uh, connection. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's a labor of love. All right, Andrew, we will see you around. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. All right, bye -bye. 
If you'd like to sponsor this channel's content, email me at the address pictured here. If you need a conversation on where your ServiceNow implementation is or where it's going, you can reach me on SuperPeers and book a short consult. If you want to contribute to high quality, high frequency output, consider a donation. If not, I still appreciate your viewership. Consider hitting the like button and sharing within your network. Thanks for watching.